almighty people of the most high and magnificent God. This is Heather Miller, and I've come to you today with a word straight out of the word of God, like something I've never done before, and I can't wait to present it to you. It's really interesting, and I'm not usually one to do a lot on Bible prophecy, but this had to be done something that was brought to my attention and highlighted in the last 24 hours and as I began to read on it even more this morning I got incredibly excited and I think you will too Um, before I start I'd like to pray Lord God I ask that you keep your hand over my mouth in my mind as I present this information. Let it be unto your glory and let it be unto our joy and excitement as we learn these new things together. Lord God, bless your people. Keep your hand upon your beautiful people today and give them joy and give them peace. And and, and Lord, let us look unto you for our redemption draweth nigh. Amen. Um, a couple of weeks or, or so ago, my little girl um, told me of something she had seen, believe it or not, on Pinterest. And I thought it was really interesting. And she said, I just saw a video of of some man recording um, sounds that were coming up out of the earth from under uh, underground. Um, And it sounded like chains clanking and all kinds of growling. And I said, oh my goodness. I said, well, let me see it. And so she couldn't find it. And she looked and she couldn't find it. She just kind of threw her hands up. And I said, well, if you find that, I want to see it. Well, um, in conversation with my very, very good friend uh, that I've known since we were 11 and 12 years old, Crystal, shout out to you. Uh, we, She brought this to my attention. And I said, somebody told me about that. And and then later, my daughter Rosie got on to me and said, I am the one, Mom. (laughs) She's trying to get her credit right. I said, okay, okay, you did, but but we never found the video. Well, um, it turns out that my friend Crystal's daughter uh, found the video. I sent it to her mother. So see how God works together. God works with all of us. Uh, in our in our people group, our spheres of, of of influence, our connections to get all these things brought out, and that's what he's doing right now with all of his people. He's tapping you on the shoulder. He's tapping me. He's saying, "Look, look, look here. I want you to see," and um, that's what he's going to be doing and continue to be doing all throughout these apocalyptic last days, which. Those who listen to this podcast know I am a firm believer that we are in not only the last days at this point, but we have to acknowledge, especially after this podcast, we're in the tribulation, okay? People, I've heard people arguing about it for all my life, and everybody has an opinion, and you know what they say about an opinion, Okay, and I don't know how many people, let me go on a rant here for a minute. Some of you tune in just to hear the volcano go off. Um, That's what I'm doing here. I don't know how many times throughout my lifetime, and yours too, that somebody wrote a book 
about revelations and this was how it was going to go down and they were so confident and only to turn around uh, later and have to renege on a lot of the things they said or write another book you know revised edition and my point is so much arrogance and overconfidence will put us in a place where we don't hear from God where we're only hearing from ourselves and what we have predetermined in our own interpretations which are 99% of the time wrong okay look back on some of the things you used to believe was going to happen in the last days and then compare it to what you're seeing now okay see how your thoughts and your your opinions evolved with time over time as God showed more to you isn't that the way that we should be approaching apocalyptic days rather than saying oh I'm so sure that I know no you you should always look to Jesus and always tell the Lord I almost daily now tell the Lord, Lord, I don't know anything. I don't know anything unless you show it to me. Okay? Um, and boy, does he. The Word of God tells us that if a man would know anything, let him first admit that he knows nothing. If a man would have wisdom, let him first admit that he knows nothing. Okay? That's how you're going to become wise. And that is how, brothers and sisters, precious people of the Lord, that is how we are going to navigate the rocky waters of the apocalypse. So, this was brought to my attention. Um, It's almost ridiculously unbelievable. I mean, in the natural, in this 3D realm, it's like, it's hard to wrap your mind around. But in the last many months, those of you who listen in, you know that I have have been studying a lot about the Nephilim and the giants, which has been an interest to me for many years. But um, it's like God has cranked up the the volume on on that study. And I have really, really delved in. And I really enjoy watching... Uh, Gen 6 Productions, which I mentioned a couple of podcasts ago. That's G-E-N-S-I-X dot com. It's Gen 6 Productions. And wow, do they have some revelations. Wow. And they will make a believer out of you. They have a series on there about the giants. And I highly recommend it. It's worth every penny. Um... And, and I challenge you to invest in the DVDs. Um, I have the digital versions, but I plan to buy the DVDs. The reason why is because it may not be available in the future. Okay, so you better start collecting some of these things that you want to keep, that you want to keep these documentaries, because some of the stuff I think is going to get scrubbed off. Um, so moving on. This is so exciting. Oh my goodness. The Euphrates River has been drying up for several months, okay? I find it to be very interesting that when you Google Euphrates River drying up in just about any search engine, you get 
not very much, you don't get very much information. And I especially find it suspicious that almost none of our major media sources are covering this. Well, those of you who study end time prophecy, you know the significance of the Euphrates River drying up. The Euphrates River, along with three other rivers, which I'm about to read a little later on, um, is basically, you know, the, 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 the location, the beginning of those rivers is the location of what they believe used to be the Garden of Eden, uh, located over in, um, in the Middle East. Wow, it's very fascinating. Um, so very little information out there on the Euphrates River drying up, but there are some sources, and I've got one here, and I wanted to read it. And before I read that, I want to read about, um, I want to read the scripture that coincides with it. So here we are in Revelations 16. Okay, now this is also a, a, just as a side note, um, some believe that Rev, the book of Revelations is written in perfect chronological order. Um, I've not had an opinion on that myself, but uh, on it being in chronological order for a long time, uh, but later in my, in my personal opinion, okay, and I believe that opinion has been confirmed with this podcast and the information I'm going to present, um, that I don't believe it's written in chronological order, and here's why, okay? And I'm going to read it to you. I've always believed it's in bits and pieces to be uh, decoded and revealed to us as the Lord wants to reveal it to us. If you are not getting the inner office memos from the Holy Ghost in this hour, you will not make it. How many times have you heard me say that on this podcast and along with many others, okay? That's the importance of believing in the nine gifts of the Spirit and believing that God speaks to a modern-day people. You have to be plugged into the source so that He is communicating with you. Hardcore Calvinists, so get with the program Okay, soften your heart, reread some places in the Bible, stop being stubborn, and realize that God, God speaks to His people. He communicates with us today. It's your lifeline. Just as He has communicated with me in the last 24 hours and, and millions and millions that are in the body right now. We are rejoicing. Listen to this. Okay. Revelations chapter 6 verse 12. This is very, oh wow. I just got another, I just got another revelation in real time while I'm sitting here on this podcast. Revelations chapter 16 verse 12 correlates with Revelation chapter 9 verse 11. So there's your 11 and your 12 right there. Very fascinating. A lot of people have been seeing those numbers for years. And it says, And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great Euphrates River, the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And it goes on to talk about the three unclean spirits like frogs that came out of the mouths of the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet. 
Okay, that would be for a whole other stu study. So there's our basis for what I'm about to read next. And this comes off of, <clears throat> this comes off of a website um, called Alma Sharek. So it's a Middle Eastern website. It's about the only thing I could find out there. There's just not a lot on it. Because um, our American news sources and, and um, you know, first world sources are not reporting much on it. You know why? Because I think it might be because they don't want people to notice so that they would turn to the Bible. That's just a hunch. So anyways, it reads, More than five million Syrians depend on the Euphrates River where water has water flow has dropped to below 200 cubic meters per second. The shortage of water has in turn reduced the amount of land available for cultivation, especially in Al Jazeera region and areas east of the Euphrates, which used to be described as the country's breadbasket. That's very significant. Remember, uh, remember that very interesting. Um, the drought and the de de desertification crisis escalated with the onset of the Syrian war, uh, said Council of S Syrian Tribes and Clans spokesman Mudhar Hamad al-Assad. And it goes on to read, and I'm going to put these links on this podcast, and it goes on to read um, about this crisis and um, you know, men, mankind, they don't know what's going on. They think it's because of the dams that were built and so forth. And, of course, the classic global warming uh, couldn't have anything to do with Bible prophecy. But these prophecies, if you notice, they, they are coming to pass in ways that are in our natural realm, our natural surroundings. God knows how to dry up that river and cause it to bring prophecy to pass, okay? All of this, he told us, would take place, so that's what's going on. But as the river has dried up, this, this gets even more interesting. <clears throat> as the river has begun to recede and the water line has gone way down, some say up to 90% in this big basin area, um... There are archaeological <clears throat> um, sites and artifacts and all sorts of things and even gold, golden nuggets being discovered in the Euphrates River uh, to the point where people are, are exploring that region a great deal. They're down there exploring and they are recording... Um, the noises that they're hearing. Some report to hear strange noises. And one of them is quite phenomenal. Now, you know and I know that they can fake a lot of things today. Okay, yes they can. And we know that. And many of us have become chumps many times for believing different things that we thought were real, found out they weren't later. But in the very least, we know that the Euphrates River is definitely a, um, a fulfillment of Bible prophecy. Now, somebody recorded um, one of these holes, these caves that they found. And I couldn't find an article, uh, but I found a video on it. Uh, 
and it sounded like, and I listened to it several times, it, it sounded like there was definitely some kind of beast-like creature underneath there, okay, which is a fulfillment of the truth of this word um, in Jude, and it sounded like, to me, it sounded like it was, it was calling out to whoever was above um, in a different language. And then it began to groan and moan and um, growl. Maybe it was growling or raging and, and, and you could hear chains rattling. It sounds like something out of a Hollywood movie, okay? But I find that interesting because it coincides with what, with what Jude said in the book of Jude. Um, and he says this, he says that they were chained up unto everlasting judgment. Okay, now listen, this is Jude, verse 5. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. And the angels which kept not their first estate... So these were angels, <clears throat> a.k.a. fallen angels, a.k.a. watchers. <clears throat> they were not the Nephilim. The watchers and the Nephilim are not the same thing. The Nephilim are the product of the watchers interbreeding with human women. Okay? Okay. And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation... He hath reserved in everlasting chains unto darkness, unto the judgment of the great day. And it goes on to describe them. Um, <clears throat> which this person says, or recorded, um, this angel, these angels, however many there were, groaning underneath the earth under the Euphrates River and what I thought was interesting when you watch a lot of the footage that is coming out on YouTube or wherever you can find it is there is this big uh it's like this kind of like a ridge a rock ridge and it has what looks like stone pillars or bars you know it's just not made out of metal it's made of stone it looks like a prison cell. It's very creepy. And so I'm going to read out of chapter 9, Revelations, verse 14. Here's the verse that coincides with that. Saying to the sixth angel which had the trumpet, Loose the four angels which are bound in the great Euphrates. Interesting. They're bound in the river now the river has receded now the river has exposed something that looks like a prison very strange and the four angels were loosed which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for to slay the third part of men wow and it goes on and it reads so read chapter nine we are living in some crazy times so the Euphrates has dried up. People are hearing uh, creepy, creepy giants clanking around with chains and yelling at them to let them out. <laughs> this is 
crazy. But you know why am I laughing? Heather, it's not funny. It's not funny. It's just, it's not funny. I just feel the joy of the Lord. I feel contrary to everything that's natural or sane. I feel a hope and a joy and I am excited because I know that the Lord is coming soon. I've been saying all my life, even since I was a little girl, I used to say, Jesus is coming back. When I was a little girl, I would say that. I would tell my friends that. They'd just laugh at me. Um, even all throughout my um <clears throat> my early walk with God whenever I had my personal revival. That was one of my my uh, most exciting things or subjects I would get on. And I would just, Jesus is coming back soon. You know, get ready. Jesus is coming back. Is this something I knew and many of you have always known deep in your heart? You know, there has to be an end to what we know today. There has to be. Okay, if there was a beginning to it, there has to be an end to it. There has to be a last generation, right? Our fathers and our grandfathers and our great-grandfathers, they were awfully close, but they weren't that last generation. And we oftentimes want to say, well, no, maybe it'll be my grandchildren. No, my friend, it's coming sooner than we think. Will I see grandchildren? I don't know, okay? Um, I'm not sure. I'm at that age where my children, most of them are grown, and so they're at childbearing age. Will I actually get to see grandchildren born? That's how close I think we are, where I'm not sure. So moving on, it gets more interesting. As I was researching, okay, the drying up of the Euphrates River, um, in learning this, that um, it's at the cradle of civilization. That's what that is over there. What is what is believed to be the cradle of civilization, where the Garden of Eden was, um, uh, where Babylon was located in that region, right? How interesting is that? Um, I came across some some Islamic prophecies that I thought were really interesting. Now, don't don't panic. I'm not turning into an Islamic person over here. But I thought this was interesting to note, and it can be confirmed in the Bible. And I'm about to do that too. Um, in 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 Islamic prophecy from Muhammad, the Islamics believe this that was prophesied by Muhammad. Now. You know, the enemy has has prophets, okay? And the enemy knows stuff too. Um, this is what Muhammad said. I'm just going to read it to you. Let the chips fall where they may. I don't have the answers for all things, obviously, but uh, this is just a fact that Muhammad said this. And the Muslims today believe this. <clears throat> he said, the hour will not pass before the river Euphrates dries up to unveil the mountain of gold for which people will fight. Hmm, that triggered my attention. Uh, another uh, person, Sahih Bukhari, I'm supposing that's an Islamic prophet, said, 
Soon the river Euphrates will disclose the treasure of gold, so whoever will be present at that time should not take any of it. And then this was spoken by Sunan Abi Daoud. <clears throat> it, parentheses, the Euphrates, will uncover a mountain of gold. Spoken by Sunan Abi Daoud. And then there's another one <clears throat> that says the Euphrates reveals the treasures within itself. Whoever sees it should not take anything from it. Oh, and as a continuation of the one that Muhammad said, it says 99 out of 100 will die in the fighting and every man among them will say, perhaps I may be the only one to remain alive. That's interesting to make note of. So I thought, what in the world could this be? Okay, so I started looking up gold found in the Euphrates River and lo and behold, if they are not finding chunks of gold, chunks of gold sparkling through the Euphrates River, like you can look down and see it in the bottom of the river. <clears throat> Very interesting. So I said, I want to know where this, this has to be somewhere in the Bible and lo and behold, it is. And I'm going to read to you out of Genesis chapter 211, I believe it's 11. Yes, it is too. There's another 11 right there. Um, the first, the name of the first is Python. Okay. Let me go back one verse. Go to go to verse 10. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden. And from thence it was parted and became into four heads. Okay. Four. And, and the name of the first is Pison. The name of the first river. That is it which compasseth the whole land of Havilah where there is gold. Isn't that interesting? And the gold of that land is good. There is bdellium and the onyx stone. So minerals, precious minerals. And the name of the second is the Gihon. And going on, and the name of the third is the Hidekel. And going on, and the fourth river is Euphrates. Isn't that interesting? Wow! Very fascinating. Very fascinating. Please don't be in denial that we are living out the apocalypse. Okay? I think we can safely say we are moving into the apocalypse. Jesus comes soon. Bride of Christ, get ready and stay ready absorb and watch everything that you can that that is a glorifying God encouraging your heart causing you to look and see thank God that you are not numbered numbered among those that are blind and spread the word spread the word pray that God will send somebody to you that you can uh, share the gospel of Jesus with and Jesus told us these things were coming upon the earth. And we don't have to fear because we know to whom we belong. Hallelujah. And I just want to wrap it up with that. I just wanted to share this information with you. Information is important. The Word of God said, um, 
for lack of knowledge or information. Same thing, knowledge, okay? Knowledge, for lack of knowledge. My people perish. Don't, you don't have to perish when you're informed and your heart is open to allowing God to lead you and teach you. And I want to wrap up with one last thing. I have said before, I'm not an expert on revelations, and I'm not an expert on end-time prophecy. But years ago, uh, when I had my personal revival, uh, goodness, many years ago, it's starting to make me feel old now, Um, almost um, 17 years ago, as a young woman, um, I just wanted to absorb and devour everything I could get my hands on regarding God. I buy books, and sometimes I would just go to the bookstore, and I would just browse and browse, looking for that thing that was gonna really speak and resonate with me. And I had so many books—I mean, just piles of books—and most of them I never read. And I tried to read Revelations. And I would get frustrated. I just didn't understand it. And one day the Lord spoke to me and um, showed me that when the day came, that he would begin to walk me through it in real time. Um, and that's when he would have me to read Revelations. And, and it would be with understanding this was many years ago. And so I went, okay. And I just kind of tossed that off to the side. I didn't feel the burden of needing to understand it. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying, man and woman of God? That when you're a young Christian, you feel like this is so important. I need to understand it and I can't get it. Because <laughs> it's not meant for you to get it with your natural mind. It's meant for God to reveal it to you as he needs you to understand it. And when when that moment comes, you will understand it perfectly. He has you right in the palm of his hand. Well, fast forward into the year 2019. Um, I went on my yearly fast. And you, those of you who listen in have heard this before. And I went on my yearly fast. And that is from March the 1st to March the 22nd. Liquids only, mostly water, and because I'm a Texas girl, a little lightly sweetened iced tea. Um, Milk and juice if needed, little sips of milk and juice. But I do that amazingly healthy, cleansing, spiritually cleansing fast every year. I've done it every year for 21 days a year. It's been a blessing to my life. I'm sorry. It just, um, <clears throat> I feel as I say that, it's just the, the, the graciousness of God. Um, without Him, I would never be able to do that. And I want to make that plain. I'm not a superhero. I get angry when, <clears throat> when I do share with people about that fast and they say, oh, wow, you do that. No, it's not well. It's not well. You, it, you can do anything that God calls you to do when He puts His strength in you. And I have been so blessed every year by that fast in ways I cannot, I cannot, I don't have words for. So I come off of this fast and <clears throat> I think I'm going to go ahead and tell this again in its entirety um, because it's way back there in one of my podcasts, um, 
um, a voice crying out. That's the podcast that it's in its entirety in that podcast. But I came off of this fast and I had shared um, a testimony of something that God did miraculously for my husband uh, when he was sick and that he healed him from one of his many ailments that he struggled with. It was just a wonderful miracle. I wanted to share it with people. I wanted to bless people with it. And I thought people would get as excited as I was. And and they didn't. Because, you know, that's human nature. And I, I got a few likes and some encouragement from friends and family. But I really get it much. But if I posted some silly thing or, or something about my, my, my daughter or my dog or something like that, people would just flood it with likes and and, and they get so excited over those little natural things in life and, and not excited at all about the power of God. And it angered me and it frustrated me and it discouraged me. And I went to sleep that night and somewhere in the wee hours of the morning, I kind of woke up and I don't know how to explain that. It was like I was between awake and asleep somewhere, you know, where you're trying to go back to sleep, you're not quite asleep. And um, I had set up against the pillow, but, you know, I was leaning way back, um, kind of trying to get sleepy again, you know. And, I, and these things were all going through my mind. And so it was kind of sleepy, but not asleep. And I saw a, a vision slash dream, awake, some call it a waking vision or, or waking dream. I don't know what it was. This is just what happened. If it gets up your crawl well, then just don't listen to my podcast because this stuff goes on all the time in my life. And I was sitting there and I saw myself as a little girl. Little girl, I was probably four, okay? Maybe five, but that sounds too old. It felt like more like four. I mean, and I was wearing a dress in the same style like my granny used to make me. My sweet little East Texas granny used to sew me the cutest little dresses. And it was, you know, kind of puffy and it, it, little puffy sleeves. And I was there, little, little girl. And I was there with the Father God. I knew it was the Father God, okay? And I didn't see his face, but the overwhelming presence of, of him. Oh, and he was... Everything that is male, that is masculine, that is powerful, it was, it originated with the Father God. He was so masculine and so powerful and so strong. He could crush me with his fingers, just crush me. But so loving, love in its most potent form. I can't describe that love to this day. If you've ever craved the love of a father, maybe your earthly father let you down, turn unto the Father God, the Father of all fathers, and you'll you'll be satisfied. You'll be filled, okay? He is the ultimate father. So laying the groundwork for that, that, just experience there and I was in his presence and I knew how much he loved me and he 
loved me. You know how a little child, they just know that their father loves them. Their daddy loves them. I mean, it was just, and I was in, in this vision, I was in that mode. It was like I was a child again. And I said to him something like, Oh, Father, I told them all about you, and I told them how they, how you heal and, and, and how you want to heal them. And I know that they are going to love you now. And I meant it with all my heart in this dream vision thing. And there was no doubt. I just knew that if people only knew, oh, they would love you so much. They would love you as much as I love you. And the disappointment that came in that moment. The father put his arm around my waist and drew me up close next to him like a father would with his little girl. That he had to tell her something scary. And he said to me, he said, not something, and I remember this before I continue. He used some kind of a pet name for me, and I, I want to say it was something like darling or sweetheart or precious or something, but <clears throat> I can't remember exactly what it was. And I, I have a theory that it's probably a word or <laughs> a name that only will he will tell me when he sees me, and I'll know. And he said, I'm so sorry to be so sappy. I cannot tell this story sometime when I tell it in its entirety. It's hard for me to tell it. And he said, and he pulled me up next to him. And he said, not even a supernatural miracle will turn these people's hearts back to me. The only thing they will understand now is my judgment and when he said this to me I knew that that wasn't for me that was for people who were outside of Christ outside of the Father okay and it was like a weight of the realization of what he was saying to me all the heaviness of it came upon me and I remember just the sorrow and um, quite frankly the fear because I knew what he was saying and in, in, in the same time frame it was as if I was standing outside of all of that and I saw him instructing me and in how I what to do and how I would to take care of my own family. <clears throat> and he was giving me instructions, okay? But I don't know what they specifically were. I didn't hear him in what instructions he specifically was giving in that dream. But I saw that he was giving me instructions and he was going to tell me what to do for the time that was coming. And so that was the vision that I had in 2019, which I often refer to in this podcast. Um, and 
lo and behold, it wasn't it wasn't long after that that the Lord caused me in the fall of 2019, that time frame in the fall of 2019, to delve into uh, and revisit some of these old uh, deep studies on things like the Nephilim and the New World Order and the Antichrist and and um, all of the things that go along with that. It was like he gave me a refresher course and I took a few people with me, a couple of, a friend, a friend of mine that God had me to be ministering to at that time and my, uh, my, even my own household. So we delved into these things. Um, and here we are today, uh, to bring this back around. Here we are today. Um, now, I went into that detail and I shared this story. I felt led to share it. I got a little off track for for a little bit off of my original point was that revelations. Um, Revelations was, it was told to me that as these things would come about, the Lord would sit me down and show me what was going on. Okay. Um, That he would reveal his word. That's what he's going to do with you loved ones. You don't have to be an expert. Trust me, most of the experts, so to speak, out there aren't experts at all. And they're going to look really silly on on the day of the Lord. And even silly as some of these things unfold that contradict their their assumptions. So, uh, revelations. Um, during March of 2021, this is when the, when I had this vision. This is when all this took place. Was after my yearly fast, and <clears throat> also in the same stroke after my yearly fast, the Lord the Lord put it on my heart that I was going that I was to start reading Revelations, and I told my my son at the time, and I told others um, that. Now is the time. Years ago, the Lord told me that when the time came, he would have me to start reading revelations and he would show it to me in bits and pieces. And in March of 2019 is when he started doing that. That was when I felt the urgency to start reading it. See, when God tells you to read a thing, it doesn't mean that you have to figure it out by yourself. That's not what God has called you to. Matter of fact, a person would be a fool. I'm just going to call them what they are, okay? To think that they could be high-minded and hoity-toity enough to come into this mysterious Word of God and then figure it out themselves with their little pea brain that we only use a small percentage of our brain anyways. It's arrogant. Stop trying to figure out the Bible. You don't have to. If you are connected to the source of everything living and not living, everything, God the Father, and you are in communication with His Holy Spirit, and you are under the blood of Jesus, don't you know that God knows how to impart information to you? Because wisdom from God is imparted. It's not learned. You are not going to figure anything out. Amen. Share this with somebody who thinks they've got it all figured out. 
People need to be humbled, and that is exactly what is about to take place, my brothers and my sisters, happen and around us all the time. Not only in the church world, but also in the secular world, in the world that we are going to be moving into in this very near future, there aren't going to be a lot of atheists, okay? People are going to marvel. Um, People who have not been mentally prepared by being up under the covering of Christ Jesus I believe personally a lot of those people are going to lose their minds and they are going to have heart attacks out of fear, just like Jesus said they would for fear of what was coming on the earth. Okay? Because things are about to be revealed that's going to make a fool out of them. Of course, I believe our governments will try to cover all this stuff like they cover it all up as they always have. Um, That's... That's all I have to say today. I I hope that you got something good out of this. I hope that you weren't discouraged in any way. Don't be afraid. Those giants aren't coming up out of that Euphrates River to get you. (laughs) That's judgment for the wicked ones that wouldn't bow the knee to Jesus Christ. He's going to keep his hand upon you. Okay? God knows what he's doing. Rejoice and look up, for your redemption draweth nigh. And no matter what happens and what crawls up out of the cracks and crannies of the earth, you have yourself a lovely day anyways, and just do a little dance through the apocalypse and enjoy life anyways, because the joy of the Lord is for you. And it's one of the fruits of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen.